Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. A special show today ahead of the review of day one from the GS Bowl with myself, John Norman and Jared Kimber. That's coming a little bit later following play between England and Pakistan. But for now, an interview with Mark Wood. TalkSport's Sam Ellard caught up with the England bowler who didn't make the cut for the final 11 for the third and final test match against Pakistan but still had plenty to say at the unveiling of the new... ODI and T20 England kit from New Balance. Mark, thank you very much for speaking with TalkSport. Now, New Balance are launching a new England kit on Wednesday. Just tell us about the kit. Have you seen it? Have you tried it on? And is it a beauty? I've tried it on. Um, we had to do a sort of promo for it in Manchester, uh, me and Joss Butler. Um, usually when you're sort of not in a coronavirus bubble, you'll get a proper photo shoot, your hair done. Um, maybe you know you get to try on the, the brand new kit, and uh, whereas this time we had to do our own sort of promo, me and Josh together with selfies, um, and, and you know make it up as we went along. But the kit is lovely. Um, it's we're going into a, a red kit, which is my usual sort of twenty twenty colours. You have the the white for the test, the, the blue sort of kit for the fifty overs, and this nice new red sort of two tone. It's um, a lighter red on the sort of chest and the back with the darker red arms. Um, white um, sort of trimmer on the neck uh, with a bit of blue as well. So you've got all the stereotypical colours in, fits the bill, ticks all the boxes. Um, and I look forward to seeing mine and Joss's um, personal photo shoots. I tell you what, they put you up against a good looking man as well, haven't they? You know, Joss, you next to Joss. It's tough competition, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, my shirt didn't seem to fit as snug as Joss's. <laughs> <laughs> too much muscle, Mark. Too much muscle, I think it is. Exactly, exactly. Um, is it always a special feeling, though, putting on the whether it's T20 or, or 50 over kit, especially given you know what happened last year? Now, with what 14 months ago, it was it was the World Cup final. Does it always bring back special memories? It is, and it's great to see. Um, you know, when we're, when 
we went to the grounds and things like that during the World Cup. People in the red, they got shirt, the light blue shirt, and um, you can really, it really stood out in the crowd. So um, I'm sure it'll be the same if we've got the 2020 World Cup or in this new shirt. And if everybody sort of, um, when we look at them in the crowd and see that sort of red Barmy Army section, um, it'll be great to see all the fans in the new shirt. Do you miss hearing your song, Talking of the Barmy Army? Because for me, the Woody song, Pace and Bounce, it's, it has to be comfortably the best Barmy Army song for a mile. Do you miss hearing that being sung? I am biased, so I'm going to say <laughs> I agree with you there, it is the best. Um, but I think in South Africa, um, I pulled the end of the Barmy Army one was sort of um, together. And I've got to admit, it did give me a lift at times, um, just when you needed to start the song. Um, <laughs> it's quite hard to time me run up though. Sometimes I was trying to time me run up just with it. Uh, just as I got back, uh, <laughs> it gave us a bit of running in. But um, yeah, I do I do miss the, the fans, especially the Barmy Army. Um, they can give you a little boost when you need it. So um, it's been harder as a group trying to create atmosphere on the field. Um, but it'll be even more sweet on there when they're back in probably. Uh, Mark, just going back to, to the cricket now and, and the last Test match, um, a disappointing Test with the weather. Was it a frustrating England dressing room due to the lack of cricket? Yeah, I think um, there's only so many keep you up to in the dressing room, so many darts, competitions. Um, I think when it's like that, it is frustrating, especially in this sort of bubble environment. You go from the hotel, which is on the ground, straight across what is essentially a back garden, which is the pitch into the dressing room and that's as far as you can sort of get. So, um, you know, the same five, six walls that you start at in your hotel room or in the dressing room, it can get a little bit, uh, you can get a bit stir crazy. So, um, we've had to come up with a few um, different games, I guess, just to keep ourselves occupied. Uh, the card school being grown strong. And like I mentioned, the darts. Um, it's just frustrating really when, you know, you put all the ECB for all this effort in, you want to try and get the cricket and get the matches played, but there's nothing you can do about the weather. Who's the best at dots? Jimmy Anderson's good. Yeah, um, he's played at Ali Pali before, hasn't he? Yeah, and um, actually, um, Pop Welsh, the bowling coach, Graham Welsh, he's, uh, he's got a, an interesting action. He's very upright and side on. I think he's um, maybe trying to get his bowling tackers out there as well, but he's, he's good. Harmy's actually good at darts. Um, although you have to, like, have brute strength to pull his darts back out the board. He throws them that hard. He spends too much time in the pub, doesn't he, Woody? <laughs> exactly. Actually, he was out in the pub last weekend. He played for Ashton, the second team. He actually pulled off spin. I think from the feelings I get, it, he was probably pulled really well. So I, I turned. I saw him, um, the lads were telling us that he hurt his finger as well. So um, I'm not sure that uh, he'll be putting his name forward for, for Ashton, even if they're short next week. Why was he bowling off spin? Must have been conditions. He's experienced, isn't he? Not, not <laughs> He's too lazy, months. isn't he? Now, uh, spin, spin us pitch. So he just he knew how to play it, didn't he? <laughs> um, but just going back to that biosecure bubble, though, like what? Just give us an example, really, of, of some of the other stuff that you and the boys are doing, and who's the most competitive in the team? Well, we we mixed it up really. I think the card school is is probably something that's going really well. Joe Danley was the sort of ringleader in the card school, but he's left. So Zach Crawley's taken on the chairman role. He's getting a lot of stick from the lads um, and his form seems to have dipped off in the, in the cards. I think we've had, a, like I mentioned, a bit of darts. Uh, table tennis was another one that for a little bit was going and um, Joe Root and Ollie Pope seem to be the ones to beat. Um, very aggressive. Uh, Joffre is very aggressive as well, but almost too aggressive. Just wants to hit winners every shot. So, um, <laughs> There's always uh, one, but, isn't there? 
I've got the mantle as the most boring player um, who just blocks it and chops it back. I've got no attacking shots. I'm just literally trying to be a the old Forrest Gump wall, I think. It's a good tactic though, isn't it, right? Why, why try and win a point when they always lose the point, right? Just get it back. Just yeah. Keep it in. I mean... Um, Mark, just um, from that second test match, there has been a lot of talk about um, the bad light. I know Root said after after the test that it needs to be addressed. Just interested, really, mate, for your thoughts on the light situation, um, what it was like over the past couple of days, and do you have any thoughts on how cricket can improve in this area? I, I think, personally, I think it's a real tough one because um, when it's dark um, and the lights come on, I mean, it's great that you've got the lights and the facilities to do that, but the conditions seem to then change so much in favour of the bowler. So then, would that then affect you know the toss even more when you're looking at conditions? If you know that it's going to be dark and the lights are going to be on, the ball moves around slightly more. Um, is that going to affect conditions more in favour of one team than, than another? Um, I think the whole light situation, you obviously want to get as much cricket in as you can, but you can't help the, the weather situation. We've had a really bad week, which seems to sort of bring up this issue more. Um, I feel for the umpires a little bit because they're looking at, I mean, at, the bat, at times if the batter's happy to carry on, it's not just them that you're looking at, it's the guy in the deep. I mean, Chris Wolves was talking about feeling the fine leg and he says that when they were hitting the ball, he, he couldn't see where the ball was going. So, um, we all want to get more cricket in. We want to, you know, the light to, to improve. The lights certainly help. Um, but it is a tough one. It's not as easy as just saying, let's just start earlier. Let's just keep the lights on. I think there's more factor as a player um, so, from, apart from giving you a total on the fence answer, um, <laughs> I expect nothing that, different, Mark. <laughs> that's as best as I can give you, I think. Uh, but do you think maybe just one thing that a lot of people are suggesting is, you know, when we try and make up time, we play an extra half an hour on the end of the day. Do you think starting at ten thirty or ten fifteen does that just seem like a really easy and obvious thing to do that would potentially over three or four days add an extra hour and a half onto onto yeah. play? Especially here, I think, I know we get later later in the day, but um, we've got nothing else to do in this biosecure, but we're not travelling in from a hotel, we're not travelling from home or anything like that. We're already on the ground, both teams are ready to go. Um, and most players are actually over there really early anyway, whether it's in the nets or, you know, they're mentally trying to prepare. Um, so I think to, to have a half an hour difference earlier start or 45 minutes, I don't think would make a huge amount of difference to the players. And, and when you wake up in the morning here in England, especially around 10 o'clock, the conditions are very similar at 10 to what they are at 11. So um, that would certainly be an option, I think, that they have a bit of look at. Because then when you get later in the day, of course, it gets to 6, 7 o'clock and it starts to get gloomy and you're off a bad light then, then anyway when you've got the extra hour. So you might that's probably something that you know they can look at in the future, yeah. Mark, has it been a frustrating sort of six, seven weeks for you, having played in that first Test match and then having not featured since then? I think so. Yeah, I'm frustrated. And, you know, you're, you're always disappointed when you don't play. But I think an understanding of the lads that have played have done well. Um, and it's a national sport. You've got to try and take a chance when you get it. They took that chance when they played. And the conditions have suited them for us. So um, the right decisions have been made I'll be waiting to get my chance if the pitch suits me or if I've got to wait till we go overseas in the winter and, and the, the, those conditions suit me then that would be great but um, I'll be keep trying in the nets keep trying my best and um, hopefully if I get a go I'll be, be round the go. Can you remember though an England attack this good 
And with this amount of strength and depth, it's like in football. I mean, can you ever imagine Newcastle having four world-class centre-fours to pick from? Exactly. I think um, that's, that's the beauty that we've got at the minute. And, and it must be hard for, you know, the selectors and things like that because there's even lads that aren't in the squad who you think would normally be amongst it. Um, lads have been probably pretty well, doing really well as well. And you still look at that sort of 2005 Ashes attack and in my mind that sticks out as the best we've ever had. But then you think we've got Jimmy and Brody, yeah, we've got so many wickets between them and we've got all bases covered with pace, with swing, with left arm options. Um, so we've got a good sort of uh, covering and, and, and depth um, and uh, I think we've got a good spirit um, in the camera run um, is trying to win games for England all together and, and, and I think when people get that chance we're trying to really nail down their spot. And is it, do you think, a difficult balance at the moment for the selectors in ter- from a bowling perspective in terms of making sure we win the test match just right now, then also in the same time planning long-term for, for trips coming up to India, Australia? How tough is that balancing act, do you think? Obviously, in the, they always have their eyes on, I think the ultimate goal is obviously winning Australia, so I think we'll always have our eyes on that sort of tour, winning India, that'll be, that'll be eyes on that tour, but I think You've got to assess the conditions in front of you. I think they'll have a, a sort of group of maybe uh, 15, maybe bowlers all together. So that's a lot of bowlers who you'll think over a long period of time, they could come in Australia, they could come in India. But the, the six or seven that's here now, um, they're the ones that are going to be picked for this upcoming game. So um, I think it's a tricky balance where, like you mentioned, that they're trying to get the right one for the one in front of them, but they're also thinking long term. and. Um, I think that's why in the next training's been a bit more specific. It's not just bowling, it's working, right, let's work on new skills. What happens if a pitch is like this, right? If you're, if you're confronted with this pitch, a tired pitch, like one that would be born on the practice, or you get a fresh practice pitch, right? Let's try and work on the uh, wobble seams, things like that. So I think it is important uh, to look ahead long term and we'll be born with older balls, reverse sweep balls. You're always trying to, um, in the same way, batters are preparing for spin pitches, you're, you're trying to improve on those things ahead um, as well as. Mark, England one win away from a series win against Pakistan, beat the West Indies and of course earlier this year beat South Africa. Is there a sense now that this is a talented, hungry England team that are really heading in the right direction? Yes, I think we've got a a method now. Uh, We'll try and put big first innings runs on the board. I'm I'm not saying we didn't have that method before, that's a bit wrong, but I think we've got a clear plan now of how we're going to go about getting those big runs Um, and then with the ball as it's you know being relentless and trying to hammer away at the top off as long as we can with the odd bounce or, or we have got plan B's and plan C's if batsmen get in. But I think that's a real you know real focus on the test stuff to try and um, you know win in Australia, win in India, get up the rankings, put great performances in at home. I think it'd be a really successful summer um, if we can if we can come away with two series wins um, because you know in the conditions they're unique. Um, sort of nature that we've been in with the coronavirus and to come away with two series wins when we haven't had any cricket or any practice and we've been in these bubbles and we've stuck together would be a huge plus for us, I think. And then, Mark, just last one for me. Rumours circulating all the time that uh, Steve Harmison could appear once again for Ashington over the weekend. Just wondering if you had any advice for your old pal, Big Steve. I think now that he's turned into an off-spinning role, um, instead of his usual fast bowling role, I think he's got to um, look for that flight and guile. Um, obviously, he's a tall guy. Use the bounce um, and, and bring bring the trophies home for Ashton. You've, you've got you've 
got the experience, um, make sure that you bring it home. Well, we'll be sure to pass that on to Harmy when we next have him on the following on podcast. That's it for now, but uh, we will be back in a few hours' time. Myself, John Norman and Jarrah Kimber looking back at the first day's play at the Aegeus Bowl between England and Pakistan in the third test match of the summer. Uh, England 1-0 up with just this one to play. Thanks for listening on ACOS, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.